0: The Amazing Pulp Adventures starring Mr. Adventure. The clock says it's time for adventure, so sit a little closer to the radio so you don't miss a thing. Stay vigilant, stay adventurous! Welcome one and all to The Amazing Pulp Adventures radio show starring everyone's hero, Mr. Adventure... Yearly Halloween Adventure, where we change our focus from the hero of tomorrow today, Mr. Adventure, and visit the strange, dark, and mysterious world of Dr. Phantom, Specter of Death. Why do we
1: celebrate these heroes? When all they do is leave a torrent of dead innocence in their wake, when will they be held accountable for their actions? The worst of them is hailed as the city's greatest hero. On this day, Mr. Adventure will finally meet with the fate he has granted so many others. You know, when I was alive, I was told by people to go to hell. Today, I will go, and I'll be dragging him with
0: me. It appears we are having some technical problems, folks. Boy, this happens every year when the kids are gearing up for their door-to-door candy-seeking travels. But don't worry, dear listeners, our crack team is looking into the problem. I wonder if the threats issued by the strange voice will hold true. Our city's defender is often besieged by costume villains with threats of taking him through their own versions of hell. But during this time of harvest celebration, we tend to follow Doctor Phantom, Specter of Death. But I feel tonight's adventure will feature many appearances of our beloved Mr. Adventure. We now rush to the brownstone headquarters of the League of Adventurous Heroes, where Mr. Adventure is handing out treats to all the children who come to the door. treat! Well, what do we have here? A pirate, a mummy. Hey, that's a great kid adventure, and a very pretty princess. Say, you seem a little tall. Aren't you a little old to be trick-or-treating?
1: Old isn't how I would describe my current state. So what are
0: you doing here, then?
1: I don't want your treats, and I'm tired of your tricks. Soon, you will join me on the other side of the Ethereal Plane. Quickly, kids,
0: behind me! I'm not here for them! I have come for you and my revenge. This is normally the one night a year I get to take off. Dr. Phantom takes center stage and guards Sapphire City from the likes of you. But since he is off on patrol, I'll be more than happy to take care of you myself. Take care of me? Take care of of me. I'm here because you didn't take care of me.
1: You're the rhino that charges into the brush blindly, looking for a drop of water, not caring that there may be a cliff on the other side. You, you have no sense of what's at stake. Look at all the innocence that surrounds you. Parents and children alike look up to you as a hero. I don't know why I ever did. You are no better than the monsters you face.
0: I'm sorry, friend. But I have no idea who you are or what I've done to you. I risk my life to protect the innocent. Part of that is knowing that you cannot save everyone every time. It is something I have to live with each time I put on this mask. I'm sorry that I failed you.
1: Sorry? Sorry! That's the best you can do? Your apology means nothing to me. You can't go back and save me, and there's nothing you can do to save yourself, Mr. Adventure. With no thought to
0: his own safety, Mr. Adventure jumps into action what is this? (laughs) Mr. Adventure passes directly through his attacker and lands lifelessly to the ground. No! I was too late. What have you done?
1: I have just brought Justice to the man responsible for my death.
0: Justice, you have done nothing but doomed countless others to the same fate you unfortunately suffered. This man was not to be held accountable for your passing. The Villain that caused your death was the one to be punished. You have destroyed Sapphire City's champion, and the lives of your friends and loved ones in the process. Will you stand against the forces of darkness when they threaten this city, the world,
1: but know you of justice? That doesn't matter. My death is the only one I care about. Hmm. I sense a curious power emanating from you.
0: I feel that your actions are not entirely your own. There is something dark and ancient behind the cause of events that have transpired here tonight. No.
1: What I have done has been of my own choice. I will not be robbed of my vengeance. That is what you and I are meant to believe. Something has manipulated your hatred and made you into a pawn.
0: But what is the game? You want to take away my justice? Then I will kill you as well. Scott, the disembodied voice, lashes out at Dr. Phantom, not realizing the wealth of power the Doctor possesses. All the power and rage Scott unleashed upon Dr. Phantom is likened to a gnat buzzing around a grizzly bear. I don't understand. Why, why can't I hurt you? It is not your place to do so, but it is my responsibility to uplift the evil that has corrupted your soul. I will aid in finding your essence, its deserved peace in the spirit world. With a wave of his hand, Dr. Phantom draws out and captures the fire of hate and corruption from Scott, who slumps to his knees, his shoulders heavy with the realization of the grief that he has caused.
2: <laughs>
0: Dr. Phantom eyes the glowing red orb of corruption that had fueled Scott's hatred for Mr. Adventure. This is very ancient, yet I say that this comes before the time of the nameless one.
1: What have... what have I done? I've...
0: I've killed Mr. Adventure! Once more, Dr. Phantom's attention is drawn to the kneeling man. What is your name? Scott. No sin is unforgivable, and no man is irredeemable. If you are willing to help, then neither you nor Adventure are wasted.
1: Anything. I'll do anything. You are able to remove Adventure's
0: soul from his body, which is a very particular kind of magic. Though I am unaware of where his spirit is at this moment, we know the location of his corporeal form. But in order to reunite them, we must keep his body alive. It is in this undertaking. I will need your assistance.
1: I- I'll do whatever it takes to right the wrongs I have committed.
0: You must choose to sacrifice yourself in order to keep the hero's body alive.
1: My... myself?
0: I'll do it. By this guilty man's choice, he offers himself as a replacement. In a flash of the blackest light, Scott's body jerks once and an eerie glow appears around the corpse of Mr. Adventure, raising it into the air. With a flick of his wrist, Dr. Phantom mends the damage caused to Sapphire City's greatest champion. I will need to summon those of strong enough will to trek down the roads I am unable to travel. They, alone, will be able to retrieve the vanquished soul of Adventure. Before we discover the members of this unique team, we must hear a word from our sponsor. Does the
3: little miss bug you about taking her out, but you don't want to go to another boring restaurant? Well fear not, we have the place for you! Live music, cigarette girls, dancing, and the best food in Sapphire City, and so much more. Come out to the Rainbow Room, Sapphire City's hottest spot. But don't take our word for it.
2: I just love it when my man brings me to the Rainbow Room. I feel just like a Rockefeller, especially when I'm on that dance floor with big band a blazing. What else can a girl ask for? Well,
0: the boys and I like to have a night away from the ladies, where a man can feel like a man. This is a place where you're treated like the most important fella in the room, no matter who you are. So come
3: out to a place where both guys and gals can have the night of their lives. I dare you to find better live music and food in all of Sapphire City.
0: The Rainbow Room, across the street from City Hall. I know the Rainbow Room is one of my favorite dining establishments around. I think I might just have to go there tonight for a nice, juicy ribeye and martini. Now, I'm pretty sure you don't care about my dinner plans. I know you can't wait to discover the fate of Mr. Adventure, and I'm willing to make a wager that any of our longtime listeners will know just who Dr. Phantom is going to summon this Halloween night. Ah, the quiet night. It's odd. I believe this is the tamest Halloween night we've had so far in Sapphire City. Last year, it was the alien invasion. The year before that, it was those ancient gods. The year before that, I think it was the Nazis that tried to take control over Sapphire City. It's nearly 8 p.m. I'm afraid to know what might take place in the final hours of this holiday. Do you really wish me to give you such an answer? (sighs) Ah, I figured it was only a matter of time before you showed up. What is it this year? Let me guess. A haunted house that is really haunted. A giant sea creature from another plane of existence terrorizing the local swimming hole? Mr. Adventure has been killed. I plan to return his soul to his body. What? Mr. Adventure's been what? Oh, my word. Have you contacted the Crimson Moth? She is already en route to our rendezvous point. Give me a moment to collect myself. There are also a few items we may need. Fortunately, I have an emergency case already packed, given that today is Halloween. Very well, Batari. While Solomon Stone is gathering his tools, we will check in with the Crimson Moth and see what she's been up to while on patrol, high above the city.
2: What a beautiful and quiet night. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. No good can come of it.
0: Greetings, Crimson Moth.
2: What? Do I need it at once? With a burst
0: of his mighty power, Dr. Phantom transports Crimson Moth back to her home. She looks around wide-eyed until she realizes where she is then turns toward Dr. Phantom wearing an angry expression.
2: How many times have I told you not to do that to me? I apologize for the surprise, but the sands
0: contained within the hourglass of life are quickly running out for Mr. Adventure.
2: Well, that's a good reason. Sands in the hourglass running out? That means he's still alive. At least there's that. In a manner of speaking, yes. Manner of speaking? That can't be good. What are we up against? That is the very question
0: I've been pondering. All will be explained once we return to the body of Adventure. Crimson Moth, I must ask you to bring the Sword of Avalon.
2: No surprise there. I'll get it now. Just give me a warning before we... Teleport.
0: Dr. Phantom removes the trio from the home of Crimson Moth and brings them back to the Brownstone headquarters of the League of Adventurous Heroes. They see the body of Mr. Adventure, now inhabited by Scott. My God. What has happened to Mr. Adventure? Some unknown force sent an innocent man to sacrifice his eternal soul to end the life of adventure.
2: Tell us what we have to do to save him. That
0: answer lies not with me.
2: Phantom, I am not in the mood for your riddles and cryptic answers.
0: I am sorry, but it has not yet been revealed to me. I am unable to revive our friend, but I am able to send you to the origins of this vile deed.
2: Then let's stop jibber-jabbering and let's go.
0: It is a place I cannot travel. You too must be the heroes of this hour.
2: Fine. Let's do it. Wait
0: a moment, Doctor. Why are you unable to accompany us? I'm afraid I do not like the sound of this. Your fear is not unfounded, Stone. I cannot travel there because your destination is beyond the power bestowed upon me. I can only allow you safe passage and guard the door for your return. You must solve the mystery on your own. But my faith is placed in you. If thou helps.
2: Can we please get on with this?
0: Crimson, we are going into a place where he cannot go. We should not go in blindfolded. (sighs) But if there is no more to be known at this time, then we must not tarry any longer. Very well, Doctor. Let us get this show on the road. Once more, Doctor Phantom is alone with the body of Mr. Adventure, holding the line between life and death. But now I ask the same question that is no doubt on your minds. Where did the Doctor send our two heroes? The answer will shock and surprise you when we return from an update with news from around town, the nation, and the world. Thank you for that introduction, Mr. Narrator. With today being Halloween,
1: we are going to take a small break from all the serious news and turn to news of the strange, bizarre, and spooky... We've been told the spectral incarnation of former President Abraham Lincoln has been more active than normal. Staffers report seeing old Abe around the White House, particularly in the Oval Office, while President Roosevelt is receiving updates about the war. It is good to know that he is still a patriot, even in death. In local world news, our very own Solomon Stone has discovered yet another long-forgotten city in South America. In his reports, he informs us that the inhabitants worship the spirits of the dead as their leaders. Dr. Stone told us he is planning a full expedition in the next couple of months to uncover the city's buried mysteries. And our neighbors to the north have been recording a rash of sightings of not only the mythical Bigfoot, but numerous Yeti and Wendigo as well. We have no idea if this is concrete proof of their existence, but they have called in our crack cryptozoology team from Sapphire City University to aid in the investigation. That is all for this news break of the strange and unusual. And, like always, we will return for the 9 o'clock
0: news, and you should too. It appears Mr. Adventure will be heading back to Canada in the near future to help our neighbors with their odd sightings. What could this mean to how we view our evolution as humans? And who knows, Mr. Adventure may be heading down to South America with Dr. Solomon Stone as well. One thing is for sure, Mr. Adventure does not have a dull life. But I'm betting that you want to know where Dr. Phantom sent Solomon
2: Stone and the Crimson Moth, don't you? Well then, let's find out! So, Solomon, where did Phantom send us this time? Come on, Solomon. I see that look on your face and I don't like it. You know something, don't you?
0: Look around. The landscape is desolate aside from a river. Where do you think we are?
2: If I knew, I wouldn't ask. You need to stop being so vague like Dr. Specterpants and just tell me what you're thinking.
0: We're at the river... You are incorrect,
3: Scala. But you are correct about where you believe your journey will take you.
2: Okay, I was wrong. That's more like a Dr. Phantom answer. Who are you?
0: Our friend in the robes is Charon. I believe we must each pay our way across the sticks.
2: You
3: are incorrect and yet correct again, scholar. I am Charon, and I am here to guide you to the other shore. I do not require compensation. Word was sent that I am to Ferry.
2: I am only going to ask this one more time. Where are we?
0: My dear girl, we are in hell. But the question remains, which hell are we in?
3: Hell? Now you are seeing the path you must travel. It takes you to an uncertain destination. I am here to ferry you to the gates of that hell. You seek a friend that was taken from you, while his life thread still remained
0: bound. Follow me. The three make their way to a small boat waiting to take them across the frightening river.
2: What's going on with the river here? It's almost like I can see faces looking back up at me. Some are faces I know. Don't look
0: down there, my dear. Their desire for life will lead them to charm you overboard, and claim you as one of their own.
2: Don't get sucked into the River of Souls. Gotcha. Thank God I can finally check that off my list of things to never do. Very
3: few of the living have ever ventured this far within the realm of the dead. You are quite the curiosity to them. They have forgotten what it is to be alive. They want nothing more than to feel something aside
0: from torment. A shiver runs up Crimson Moth's spine. She couldn't imagine what it would be like to be trapped beneath the waves. The duo sit in uneasy silence until the trip across the river is finished. We have reached the shores you seek. Be warned, it has been a long time
3: since any living thing has stepped foot upon its soil. Though recently I did bring one of the dead to this port. This is a special place in Hades. This is the place where gods and goddesses go to die if they have treated their
0: faithful poorly. I understand. Thank you. I know what you said earlier about payment, but these are for you. Solomon Stone pulls four gold coins from a satchel and hands them to Charon. Thank you
3: for this act of kindness and remembrance of the ancient ways. For your tribute... I shall wait for your return, and ferry you back to the land of the living. Should you survive your journey through a land no living eyes have seen, of course.
0: Of course. And thank you again for your kindness. After saying their farewells, Crimson Moth and Solomon Stone head towards a large gate that looks as though it stands in protection of nothing. As the two approach, they see a figure standing next to the gate's entrance.
2: How should we handle this?
0: I am not entirely certain. Perhaps you should stand ready to cleave it in two, just in case.
2: Solomon, I'm shocked. You're normally the one who's all about the talk.
0: Well, in this case, I'm willing to make an exception.
2: Is there something you aren't telling me? To tell you the truth, I'm not sure. Can I ask you something? Go right ahead. Can a god die? Aren't they immortal? What do you suppose happens
0: to a deity that has no worshippers? They die? That is the theory. Scholars have long thought that once a god or goddess falls out of favor with the followers, the power simply dries up. They then fade into nothingness. Or apparently Hades, for those that have treated their followers badly.
2: That makes sense, I guess. But does that mean there is a heaven for the rest?
0: Well, there is usually a positive to balance out the negative. So I would imagine so. Though there have been very few gods and goddesses that would have earned a Deity of the Month award. As they come within eyesight of the looming gate, they are able to clearly see the figure guarding it. Both of their mouths fall open in shock.
2: You. It's you. No. My eyes. I'll claw them out to
0: show you their color. Lane? Is that you? Name? Name.
2: You know my name? How do you know my name? My name is my own. You can't have it. Give it back. Who sent you? Did he send you?
0: Lane. Lane. It is Solomon. Do you remember me?
2: Rock. I remember Rock. I worked at a paper. Scissors beat paper, but Rock beat scissors. Where am I? Why is it so hot and cold that cold is white fluffy clouds but hot as a stinging rainbow? Do I know you? You look familiar to me. What is going on? I thought Doc Tech had saved Lane's life inside that robotic metal suit.
0: We appear to have another puzzle on our hands. This either casts a dark light onto what Doc Tech has told us but some other dreadful fate has fallen upon Miss Lovelace.
2: What if Doc Tech brought something different back instead of Lane?
0: That is another possibility. But I think we must table this discussion until later. Right now, finding Mr. Adventure's soul and returning it is our primary objective. We can ask Dr. Phantom about a course of action in regards to Lane when we return.
2: I'm willing to let it go for now, but as soon as we get back, we are looking into this. You know Mr. Adventure will not be happy to find out that something might have happened to Lane.
0: I agree. He'll no doubt bust down the gates, swim that sea, just to come back here to save her. The two head toward the gate that stands on its own, connected to no walls. Merely empty space surrounding it.
1: Wait, no, you
0: can't go in there.
1: You smell like life. Those who enter
2: never, ever, never, ever return.
0: So, have you seen others enter these doors before?
2: Yes, no, well, yes, no, not that I can recall.
0: Solomon Stone approaches the doors of the gate and gently pushes them inward. Without much effort, the doors swing open, but the two cannot comprehend the scene that lies before them. Solomon Stone and the Crimson Moth now stand at the precipice of a large crater that spirals downward. With each level their eyes trace, a new horror is unveiled for the gods and goddesses who did not appreciate what they once had.
2: Where do you think Mr. Adventure is?
0: I can't understand why he'd be here. But knowing his luck, he's probably at the very heart of this place.
2: I can fly us straight down there.
0: Let's not do that just yet. I would like to get the lay of the land, so to speak. Perhaps even find out who is behind all of this. Crimson Moth nods reluctantly in agreement. She doesn't want to stay in this place any longer than she has to. The two travel for quite some time down the path until they come face to face with a beautiful woman dressed in antique armor. She is surrounded by snakes that hiss and strike at her. Each bite of the skin turns the surrounding flesh to stone. Who is she? My best guess is Athena, goddess of wisdom and warfare, amongst many other duties.
2: But why is she here? I couldn't imagine her doing anything wrong. Not from the stories I remember. Is someone there? I can hear you. Can you help me? Please, for the world help me. Is there anything we can do to help her?
0: I doubt it. They all sealed their fates long ago. But let's see if Athena will admit to the wrongdoing that sent her here. You may get a better idea of why Mr. Adventure was sent here. Athena! My name.
2: You know my name. Oh, it has been ages since it last fell upon my ears. Please, come closer so that I might see you. Can we at least kill the snakes that keep biting her eyes? I
0: think it best to not interfere. We don't know what ramifications we might face.
2: I know. It just pains me to see such torment.
0: And that is what makes you so different from Athena. I heard
2: my name again. Pity, hey, please take pity on me.
0: Athena, patron saint of Athens. Why are you here?
2: I know not what you mean. I should not be in this place.
0: Really, my dear? I must disagree. I believe your wisdom has failed you once more. You
2: are wrong.
0: Need I remind you of Medusa and the unbalanced fate you bestowed upon her?
2: No, you are wrong. That is not why I am here. What does a lady with a snake perm have to do with Athena?
0: Since Athena refuses to relay the tale, then I shall. Medusa was once a priestess in the Temple of Athena, with her virginity intact. One night, Poseidon raped Medusa. Instead of taking pity on a violated sister, Athena sided with Poseidon turning a blind eye on his transgressions. Athena punished Medusa by transforming her into a viper-headed gorgon.
2: I had no idea. can't believe she could turn her back on a fellow woman and side with her uncle.
0: And now you see why she is here.
2: I can't believe I felt sorry for her.
0: Like I said, this is why you are so different from her. And I think it best if we continue
3: no! Do not leave me,
0: please! Solomon He's stone and Crimson Mark continue on their journey through Hell till they come across a colossus bound in chains. He is forced to eat boulders for all eternity, to the point where his form has grown distorted and grotesque.
2: Who is that? I'm guessing that he must have had a few too many human snacks and ended up here.
0: Close, but my guess is that he is Kronos, father of the Olympians.
2: Oh, I remember that one. Solomon, are you beginning to wonder the same thing I am? Like, the deeper we go, the farther back in time the prisoners seem to be from. If this is true, what is at the bottom of this crater?
0: This is a very good observation. That could mean this is the original hell that goes back to an era before man. When there were only gods, demons, and things that have lost their names to time.
2: You don't think we might run into any of those nameless demon gods that we dealt with a couple of years ago, do you?
0: I suppose it is quite possible.
2: Boy, am I glad I have Cassandra's sword with me. As am I. How long do you think we've been down here?
0: Not long. Why do you ask?
2: Because you look better without the beard.
0: Solomon Stone touches his face and discovers a full beard, yet remembers having shaved just this morning. It seems as though time passes differently than in our world.
2: But why am I not being affected? It would seem you aren't prone to
0: facial there. (laughs) But my honest guess is that it has to do with Cassandra's sword. It may create a shield that blocks out the effects.
2: If time is passing faster than usual, you may age faster as well. We need to find Mr. Adventure as soon as possible.
0: You are right. We may call upon you to fly us both down there if we do not discover him soon. With time running out for Solomon's stone, the two travel deeper into hell. As they come around a particularly treacherous bend, they discover a sight that Solomon had been dreading. I was wondering when we were going to find the Lord of Mischief.
2: I know, Loki. I loved Norse mythology as a child. There he is, tied to the rock. I can see the serpent's venom dripping onto his chest. Wait, something is missing. His wife is supposed to be here, holding a bowl to collect the venom. That allows him time to heal. Well, until she has to drain the bowl, leaving the poison to fall and cause him pain. Of all the stages of his punishment, why do we have to see this one?
0: This is far beyond any punishment in Midgard. Sigin, my wife. Is that you? Please, my wife. Why do you not hold the chalice? Any longer. Has your love for me dried up?
2: Should we answer him? Do you think? This place is so horrible. I'm not sure how much more I can take of it.
0: I'm afraid we've seen very little of the horrors contained in this place. By the feel of my beard and the aches I find in my joints, I do not know how much longer I can exist in this wretched place.
2: I was being polite by not pointing out that you look as though you've aged a decade.
0: Thank you for trying to spare my feelings, my dear. But I think it is time we take the more direct approach. Thank you. Crimson Moth grabs the aging body of Solomon's stone and takes flight. But the moment the two leave the dark soil, everything goes black. They quickly regain their consciousness.
2: Oh, feels like I was clobbered by the atomic. Solomon! Solomon, where are you? It is all right. I am here. Oh, Solomon, I am so sorry. How bad do I look now? You look like Father Time, only older.
0: I guess it isn't the passage of time that is aging me. The deeper we travel in this place, the more it affects me. I am not sure how much further I can continue. Fortunately, it appears we've reached the bottom.
2: I have a very bad feeling about this.
0: I might as well if everything wasn't already feeling quite badly. (laughs) I have existed here for aeons, and yet I was growing impatient for your arrivals, Dr. Solomon Stone explorer of the unknown, and grins in moth, the current possessor of the sword of Avalon. It seems you have us at a disadvantage in more ways than one. The darkness of the throne room of hell suddenly burns bright. Sitting in the center on a throne of stone is a creature no words can describe. Men have gone insane with premonitions of this place, and the fearsome creature that rules its land.
2: Oh my god!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Deities are powerful in their own kingdoms. They have no dominion in my own. I reigned before their existence. I roamed the void before the nameless ones, before the forgotten. I was the progenitor of all things. Angels and demons and gods came from me.
2: S-s-s-s- Solomon? Yes, my dear. Could those words be true?
0: There's no reason to lie. Since we are your guests, I would like to be permitted to question. Why did you want Mr. Adventure? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Why is it laughing?
0: You address me as an equal. Even in the face of the most powerful, you hold the customs created by beings of lesser than I. Your ignorance amuses me. How very limited is your scope of existence. If you are so great and mighty, Why are you imprisoned in this place? Your chains may be hidden well, but they are not invisible. I will humor your question. I sought chaos and destruction, but my children wanted peace and worship. They banded together and imprisoned me here, but the precepts that they created bound them here as well. Just as they ceased to worship me, the same fate would befall them once a time of remembrance had passed. By that time, I had turned my prison into my sovereignty. When they arrived here, they had no choice but to remember me, thereby restoring my power. And my revenge became complete, as they are now sealed away as I am. But why seek Mr. Adventure? What is he to you? Your mind used to be so nimble. Well, it certainly isn't what it used to be. Age would appear to have gotten the better of me. So be
2: it. Solomon, you're back to normal. So
0: it would seem. Thank you. Now, you still have not answered my question. Why did you seek Mr. Adventure's soul? What is a god or goddess but a being that is worshipped? It is time for the next generation of gods to arise on your world. Oh. It finally finally presents itself to the mortal. What does it mean? It... it means that we are creating new gods and goddesses to worship without realizing it. Mr. Adventure is one of those gods. Uh, Children and adults alike look up to him. I would wager that there are a handful of celebrities and political figures due down here as well. You understand. By removing a source of good from the picture, I have tipped the balance to chaos and destruction.
2: (laughs) No, you're not. We will find some way to stop you.
0: There is nothing within our strength in which to stop him. You are wise again. My children are reminded of their limitations. (laughs) That is why I shall offer you a deal.
2: What? You can't make a deal with that thing.
0: I can't? <laughs> what could, could you, you offer in exchange for the soul of adventure? I can offer you freedom. Impossible! You have no dominion here.
2: Solomon, you can't. I can't and I
0: must. No. Silence! Now tell me how you plan to free me. After a single year's past, I will allow you to inhabit my body for seven seconds' time. You are willing to become a vessel, my avatar? I am, and I do this of my own choosing. But for such a minuscule amount of time... Oh, I assume you will be able to cause more than enough chaos and discord in that small amount of time. I accept your offer. After the Earth returns to this position in space, your body will be my reliquary. With a wave of its tentacle appendage, a ball of sapphire light appears, and with it an explosion of light. The two travelers depart hell and return to the shore. After a silent ferry trip across the Styx, they thank Charon and in a moment's time appear in the room where they had left Dr. Phantom and Mr. Adventure's body. With Mr. Adventure's soul returned to his body, the group of heroes celebrate. But later that night, Solomon Stone, Crimson Moth, and Dr. Phantom gather to discuss the cost of bringing Mr. Adventure back. The sands are now falling, beckoning the end of the era of heroes. It was a price that had to be paid. It was the only path that I could see to get Mr. Adventure and ourselves out of this situation. Well, at least for the time being.
2: He isn't going to be happy when he finds out.
0: The needs of the one outweighed the needs of the many. Mr. Adventure is much more than a hero to the people of Sapphire City. He is hope, a beacon of light to illuminate the darkest times. He is what we will always need. Yet you have sealed the fate of this world. The Reaper of Worlds is mounting his steed and will prepare to ride in a year's time. I wouldn't be too sure of that.
2: What do you mean?
0: You don't think I would make such a deal without having a way to control it, or at least limit the destruction it could cause, do you? I see not how you plan to accomplish this feat. Those who I hold counsel with are fearful of this force you will unleash upon us.
2: So, what's the plan? I don't
0: have one as yet. But that is not entirely the truth. I have one. If we can't discover a better course of action, I have a whole year to think upon a strategy. And if this monstrosity was trapped once, I have no doubt we can imprison it again. We are not trying to contain this force. We are trying to bar its return. And we have faced terrible odds before. And this is no different. The stakes for the city are no higher. Your personal stakes are elevated far higher. It is for your soul that I worry.
2: Solomon, you don't have to come up with a plan. We will come up with a plan. After all, three heads are better than one, and we can cover more ground that way. Thank you. Now, when do we tell Mr. Adventure and the others?
0: Not yet. I'd like to keep it under wraps for now, so they don't worry. They only need to know that the most ancient evil that has ever existed will rise up in one year's time to try to consume and destroy the universe. Oh my. And with that said, we must bring this Halloween episode of the Amazing Pulp Adventures radio show to a close. We will see the ramifications of Solomon Stone's actions next year as our heroes try to break the deal Solomon made to save Mr. Adventure. And there is still the mystery of Lane Lovelace at the gates of hell. So until next time, remember to be adventure The Amazing Pulp Adventures radio show starring Mr. Adventure, Halloween 2009, was written by Davy Beauchamp and adapted for audio by podcasting's Rich Siegfried. It starred Christiana Ellis as the Crimson Moth, Billy Flynn as Loki, Scott, and the newscaster, the Flynnstress as Athena and Lane Lovelace, Susan Z as the female patron, P.G. Holyfield as the Rainbow Room sponsor and Charon, and podcasting's Rich Siegfried as Mr. Adventure, Doc Phantom, Solomon Stone, the male patron the nameless one, and me, the narrator. For more exciting tales and travels, visit pulpadventures.net. And remember, stay vigilant, stay adventurous!